Man. It's Overtime with Carly Zucker. Presented by Gustavus Adolphus College on The Fan. Now, with a look at what Minnesota teams and sports figures do to give back to our communities, here's the fans, Carly Zucker. Coming to you from TCO Performance Center, as I said with Kevin Warren, this is the TCO Palace that I call it. And I'm not going to lie, you two, you could not be less excited to be in here right now. You both look so mad to be sitting in here with me. No, it's, I mean, it's fresh out the practice, kind of like a little cool-down moment. Mine's <laughs> been racing, heart's been racing, so just trying to settle down a little bit. We'll call this segment your cool-down set. Yeah, this is going to be really, this is going to be a cool-down in here. Overtime's pretty chill. Yeah. And um, you guys, if, you guys, it's, this is radio, you can't see Stephen Weatherly and Anthony Harris joining me from the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you guys are in your gear still, which I feel committed to come to this interview early even. You guys didn't even change. Mm-mm. Uh, nah, as soon as we stepped off the field, we came right in here and uh, wanted to sit down and do this. Uh, this so interview. pumped, right? So yeah. jacked for this interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I really appreciate both of you guys doing this. This does mean a lot to us because with overtime, um, we want to get to know our players in town. We want to get to know our sports figures um, and give people a taste of everything outside of football. And then we also want to talk about the good that you guys are doing in the community because I think that it encourages other people listening to get involved with what you're passionate about and um, things that that they can do to help as well. Um, one of those things is the One Love Foundation. And so if both of you don't mind just letting us know what how you guys got involved with One Love and what it is. Um. I got, Either of you can jump in first. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> I got started with One Love uh, back at Vandy in uh, 2015, early 2015. Um, they came to Vanderbilt and asked, um, uh, the, I was a part of our uh, Project Safe Center interning there, and they came and they asked, would, be, would we be interested in starting the, the escalation workshop at Vanderbilt? And we needed a, they needed a student liaison to, to lead the groups and help facilitate it. And so I stepped up and offered and then that was my first introduction to it. And um, I did that until I left Vanderbilt and came here. And then when I got here, I learned that the mic call was my cleat. And I didn't think of anyone else besides uh, One Love for, for to go on my, my cleats and raise awareness. Yeah, um, for me, um, actually attending the university, it's kind of what got me involved, um, you know, after the incident. Um, the campus. And you, do you mind explaining that a little bit for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what you're talking about? Because I think that is a obviously the background yeah, a, behind One Love. Yeah. Um, uh, the foundation was started um, after the Yardley Love, um, who was uh, killed in a, after being in an abusive relationship, um, where she attended the University of Virginia. Um, she was the cross player. Um, her boyfriend was the cross player as well. Um, and then I came in the following year as a new enrollee student athlete. Um, so for that point, um, that's kind of the involvement, you know, the campus and the school was, you know, wanted to be more proactive in situations like that. Um, and after the foundation was started, um, we held escalation workshops um, where we had student athletes, kind of members from different teams um, attend and then talk about different things, not just involving that, uh, that cause, but just in general things that go on on campus um, and that students may face. So. Um, that's kind of when I first got involved. Um, you know, they held different um, events there to help raise awareness and help raise uh, financial support for the foundation. Um, and then once, you know, getting uh, 
reaching the NFL and kind of establishing myself. And then the my, my cause, my cleat thing came up. Um, I felt as though I wanted to help use my platform to, you know, bring some awareness to the organization. Um, Steven, I know that you, when you're a rookie in the league and you're entering, it can be challenging sometimes to take a stand. But the Vikings themselves, do, do you feel that they kind of embrace anything that you want to support? Uh, most definitely. Um, I feel like our front office is outstanding whenever you have uh, anything you're passionate about, uh, you go upstairs and you tell one person and then it seems like five people will come to you and say, hey, uh, we heard that you want to get involved with X. What can we do to help or do you have anything that you want and we can make things easier for you? Because at the end of the day, um, you're here to play football, but they understand that there are other things that may pull you and that you feel passionate about. And so to try to keep you as focused on football as much, a lot of people in the building will help you see your dream come to the, the forefront, and that means a lot that they're willing to back um, anyone, no matter if you're a, a, a veteran playing on your 10, 11, 12th year, or you're an incoming rookie or a young guy like myself. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone gets the same attention. That really means a lot. And Anthony, um, one of the biggest things you were talking about when you were talking about the One Love Foundation is education mm -hmm. and providing people the resources and I think the knowledge um, to get out of those situations. Also, I think it's important for people who are come from abusive backgrounds, who don't have the knowledge or the resources to make themselves better, um, to have that education. And so, from your perspective, how important do you think education is when you're in, when you're looking at something like domestic violence? Yeah, um, I think it's important. Um, you know, not just in domestic violence, but in anything. Mm -hmm. um, the first part of you know taking a step to removing yourself from the situation is being able to identify um, the situation that you're in. Um, and then also, you know, having someone around you who can identify the situation you're in. Sometimes, you know, you can be blinded by, you know, how much you care for the person. Um, like I mentioned before in another interview, just the kids in the situation, you may think that that's the best thing for your child is to stay together and stay in that situation. So um, if you can have, if you can, you know, recognize the situation and have the strength and the courage to, you know, walk away, whether it's, you know, just the mental um, strength that you need or financial support or whatever it may be, then you can do that. But sometimes you need someone else around you who cares about you to be able to identify and say, hey, this isn't the healthiest thing for you or, you know, your child if there's a child in the situation. We're talking with Anthony Harris, safety for the Minnesota Vikings, and Stephen Weatherly, defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings, about their involvement with One Love Foundation, um, which started when Yardley Love was murdered uh, in a violent situation, and they are supporting this with the hashtag Love Better, and what healthy behavior looks like, and how we can change statistics around abuse and sexual assault and harassment. Um, and also, I think it we are so grateful and just the community is so grateful for you guys using your platform and your voices because I think having people as advocates for women, for men, for anybody in a situation of violence, um, it's important to hear people on a platform speak out for them. And so obviously from us, thank you for doing that. But also, um, was there any hesitation or is there is there any sort of pushback that you guys ever get for being vocal about that and how important is it for you guys to use your voices to support something like this um, Steven I, you can go first yeah I personally haven't had any uh, like uh, negativity or yeah um, um, from it um, if anything I get a lot of people stopping me um, and, and giving me praise for it the bringing awareness to it and then um, every once in a while someone tells me their personal story about how it has impacted them and how 
uh, it's just great that it is coming to the front and that a lot is being done to try to change those statistics that uh, you were referencing earlier and just try to get like at the end of the day it's all about knowledge and once you you learn about it and you understand the signs of it like Ant was talking about um, then you can understand how to remove yourself from the situation as quickly and as safely as possible and so that that's that's a really big step and now more and more people are learning of One Love, learning of the programs that they offer and the different things they bring to all different uh, age groups and that's, you know, I feel like we're getting our job done uh, one, one, one year at a time. Um, I, it's not just the NFL, obviously, but situations like Kareem Hunt, Ray Rice draw attention to those situations, but they happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's not just the NFL. Um, but when you look at those situations, do you feel, uh, and Anthony, you can answer first, that the NFL and the teams, I mean, they can be separated, the, the Chiefs handling it and the NFL handling it. Do you feel like they're handling these situations in the right way? That's an, I know that's kind of a putting you on the spot and a tough question um, when you're in the league. But, I mean, whatever you, you want to say about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's obviously a tough situation um, for both parties. Um, but I think that the thing that comes up most um, is just, like you said, it's something that happens everywhere. Um, you know, not just in the league. You know, it's, it's, it's something that happens in all the communities. Um, but I also think that at times it gets overlooked a lot. So that's why, um, like he was saying, sometimes you get praised for, you know, standing up in a situation like this. Um, because it's such a norm for things to kind of go under the rug or get less publicity or spotlight um, pointed on it, I think that's why some people are a little hesitant to, you know, um, speak up about it um, and, you know, try to be proactive versus reactive. Um, so I think that the league is, you know, they're, they're doing what they can to be proactive in all of the situations, um, you know, informing guys of, you know, how, how they should be treating, um, you know, their, their spouse or whoever they're with in a relationship. And just, you know, because sometimes I think as a perpetrator, you might, not, you might not view yourself as, you know, someone who's been abusive, whether it's not just physical but mental abuse as well, because that's another big Verbal, one. absolutely. Yeah, so um, I think that it's important to, you know, continue to have the conversations, continue to talk about it. So maybe, you know, there's these guys who are being the perpetrators and in, in, in some of these instances, they can realize some of the things that they're doing early on before it gets to a physical situation. Stephen, do you think there's any responsibility with the NFL or teams specifically to provide resources for players as they come in and I'm only speaking to this specifically with the NFL and with the Vikings just because that's your employer but I mean providing resources to young people who come into a high-profile situation who come from various backgrounds I mean everybody comes from a different background do you think we could provide more resources for players that say if you want this kind of help here's what we provide and if you if you feel like you might be a perpetrator or you might not quite understand here's the resource because I think there's so much money in the league and I think there's an opportunity to employ people to help as you come into the league instead of being reactive to a situation and so I just I'm not in the league so I don't know if there are those kind of resources or if you think there would be an opportunity to bring people like that in and try to help before anything happens um uh, I, I don't know about other people, but for here, uh, we have a pretty good uh, uh, player development staff with Les Pico and Don Patterson, and they help us uh, from the moment we come in as rookies. Now, we do our rookie symposium here, and 
uh, there wasn't a uh, distinct day put on relationship violence and stalking and bullying, harassment and sexual assault, but they always said, hey, if you need to come and speak to us about anything, let us know and we're, we're going to be here for you. And then um, everyone who needs something is able to go to them and they've got raving reviews. I've gone to them with my personal things here and there since I've been here. Um, and one thing that they do is they do put you in contact if they can't personally help you with the whatever situation you bring to them. They are quick to put you in contact with someone that is a specialist in whatever area that you do need help with that's of course removed from football. And the fact that we have two people solely dedicated to bettering us off the field just proves that our organization here is, is dedicated to that exactly, player exactly. development. I think that's absolutely incredible. And it shows, I think, in the team that you guys have. Obviously, I'm not in the locker room. But from what you see in the community and see the behavior of our players, I think is really impressive. Um, how much do you guys think that that comes from leadership on the team as well? The other players who've been in the league for a long time, it, from an outsider's perspective, it seems that you guys have great leadership on the team where those values are in place for them as well. Oh, hands down, yeah, I, I think so. Um, speaking of my personal group, the defensive line group, um, they hold us, to, uh, I'm talking about Griff and Oops. LJ, our two older, more tenured players. They're definitely ones that, that hold the whole group to a, to a new level. And it's just like, hey, at the end of the day, you're here to do a job, but you will be ex-football player longer than you will be active football player and so they stress that and then it goes up to our coach Andre Patterson who sometimes will will stop a whole meeting when we're breaking stuff down and say hey listen I want to talk to you as men and then that's something that happens every once in a while too so um, it's a dedication to seeing us develop both on and off the field um, upstairs and our coaches and our captains. That's, um, that's really awesome to hear. Stephen Weatherly joining me and Anthony Harris again for Overtime presented by Gustavus Adolphus College. I'm Carly Zucker. Um, Anthony, I imagine it's the same thing for you as well. You have people you look up to on this team and the morals and the values on this team. It appears, again, that they hold you guys to a high standard. Yeah, um, you know, I think um, for me particularly, I think, you know, it just, it just started from home. Um, and then kind of carried over, you know, coming into the organization. Um, you know, I think we got a great locker room, a lot of great guys um, who care about you, not just in football, but off the field as well. Um, but like Steven said, I think it's something that's kind of came down the ladder a bit um, with upstairs and, and how the type of players that we, we try to pick here, as well as um, just the interaction that we have with the coaches. Um, there's times when we're in meetings and we have a few extra minutes and uh, we're just talking about things that are going on in the world. Um, you know, um, whether it's incidents that come up or just whatever. We're just having general convo, just talking to each other and kind of getting to know each other a little bit and, and expressing opinions and different stuff like that. Um, but I know our coach, Jerry Gray, he always, you know, he talks about different stuff, how people should be treated, um, you know, um, instances that you may be in and how you should handle those certain situations. Um, so I think as long as you continue to have dialogue, you can continue to grow and learn from it. Well, they could. A lot of other teams could learn from the Vikings. I hope they're tuning in to overtime because I, I doubt that. But I hope I hope that they are because it sounds like you guys have a lot of wonderful things in place. Um, wanted to ask what um, Stephen, what could people do to be involved with the One Love Foundation if they're listening and this is something they want to be involved in or something they would like to receive help from? How can they get more information? Uh, for more information, you could go into the One Love um, Foundation's website. Uh, they're also on all social media platforms. Just follow 
um, and they update uh, daily about different things that they have going on, different workshops they're coming out with, where they're moving to with their next uh, area that they're trying to influence. Um, and like I said, they have things for different age groups. So maybe if this topic is a little bit too um, uh, advanced or kind of a, a lot for a younger um, audience member, but you want maybe like your younger sibling or, or kids child or, or yeah, yeah. To, to get some type of exposure to it. They have different programs for that too that kind of eases it in and isn't as graphic. Um, but yeah, just all the social media platforms, definitely online. And at the end of the day, if you have any questions after that, I'm pretty sure Ant and I just reach out to us on social media and we can definitely guide you in the right direction. Well, we have a few more minutes of overtime because you guys look like you need to cool down for a few more minutes before we let you out of here. Really cool, though, that you guys both don't stink. Like, you guys didn't come in here from practice and smell up the studio. That's super impressive. Deodorant. Did you? (laughs) Hygiene is just really, really important. Um, Well, we're going to get away from One Love for a little bit and just talk to you guys about who you are as well, because I think fans just love to get to know players a little bit more. Um, so radio fans listening, Steven, you have a lot of dirt on you out there. Well, I mean, it's not even dirt. Just really, you're kind of like a jack-of-all-trades. I've heard that you are a baker. <laughs> have you? Is this true? That's, that's it. He's like yeah. a full chef. Yeah. Okay, wait. Have you tried any of his um, goodies? No, I haven't. You um, haven't? Typically, he brings them. He brings a few to the locker room. Um, I think one time he had some some pound cake or something like that. But I wasn't trying to eat it before practice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's your specialty? Um, well, it depends. So like when I cook, I like to cook Italian food more than anything. But then when I bake, I just pretty much bake anything. Last big thing I made was a uh, a bunch of rum cakes and rum cupcakes, and I brought them into the uh, to the facility, and uh, that was a pretty good one. But uh, I feel like. The best thing I've made that everyone else seemed to enjoy that I brought in were avocado brownies, and everyone loved those. Sounds healthy. Very. Yeah. Like, you can get behind that before practice. You're shaking. No, Anthony's need, shaking his some, head. I need someone <laughs> a little bit more substance, a little more fatty, because, you know, I'm a smaller guy. So, you know, I, want all, I want all the bad stuff. It sounds like he can pack some pounds on for you <laughs> yeah, if you'd like that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's very impressive, but not your only quality that you have outside of football. Um you also, I, you play nine instruments, or you can play nine instruments? Yeah, no, I, I played nine instruments in my life. Uh, from elementary school to, to ninth grade, I played flute, clarinet, trumpet, trombone, baritone, tuba, and tenor sax. And then in college, I picked up steel drums and piano, and the one I play to this day is still piano. So if this doesn't work out, you could always just join a local band. Or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you could start one of those. I just picture you with one of those one-man instruments on, oh, yeah. where you can just like <laughs> play harmonica and the drums and a little piano, like a guitar. No, like a, a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I could theoretically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony, any? Do you have any special talents outside of? No. Football. Um, Football's I'm enough. Not. No, I'm not a magnificent cooker like Steven is in the kitchen. Um, um, is there a penalty for, for, for lying? On <laughs> okay, yeah. Wait, I should have nah, asked you. Nah. Steven, what talent does Anthony have that he won't share with us? Nah, Ant throws down in the kitchen more than I do. Really? Right, so if you follow both of us at any given point, we can have two or three stories up of food. Nah, <laughs> and so if, this, if you follow you on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, you definitely see this, man. I'm not talking. I cook for myself. And maybe if I'm feeling like super like 
rambunctious. I'll cook for my dogs too. This man will have a full slab of ribs, <laughs> big, big oven pan of mac and cheese, collard greens. Like, who are you cooking for? And what time is dinner served? Yeah, we'll no. we'll all be there. Exactly, exactly. So don't let this man tell you he don't. Nah, he doesn't throw. He doesn't cook like that. He he definitely cooks nah, like that. Nah, he he might have he might have hyped me up a little bit, but I do I do like like enjoy uh, eating a ton of different foods. Um, so there's time where I'm like, I can't decide what I want. So I'm going to make it all. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, ribs. Okay, I want some ribs, you know. Stay. Are we sure we're not? He's, he's like not bite squatting this and then just but taking just the, pictures of it in a pan? Do you have something I you want to confess, I Anthony? Could, I could, wow. I could. Yeah. Wow. No, but I, I usually do the ribs and lasagna. Those are like two of my favorite um, that my mom used to do a lot. So whenever I'm in the kitchen, those two are particularly what I'm working on or maybe a little um, pasta. <laughs> Okay, so long after, you're going to have long careers in the NFL, but after, if the instrument thing doesn't work out, if the band doesn't work out, then you guys, it sounds like you guys could be food bloggers, like yeah. those people that take yeah. pictures of their food mm -hmm. and just post them on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the Food Network. Yeah. Oh. So that's, that's what's up. That's <laughs> brilliant. So outside of football, if you could do one thing, what would it be? Food Network? Uh, retire as a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> <laughs> that all sounds bad. But then you're going to be, you're going to want to be busy. Because I've tried that. With all my kids. Even yeah. the kids up to six. The whole crew. <laughs> what? Do, you, do you have any right now? No, nah, I'm kind of behind the eight ball. <laughs> no, no, no. You got plenty of time. You're young. You got plenty of time. But then you can be a stay-at-home dad that cook, and you'll just cook for everybody in the house. That's it. That's a beautiful thing. Stay-at-home trophy dad. Okay, Anthony. And I'm going to be the honorary uncle to his kids. I'm going to come over. <laughs> and and order Bite Squad and put it in pans yep. and then Insta-story it. Mm -hmm. Oh. You guys, I love this. Who has the Okay, who is the most who do you think outside of football is the most talented on the team? Like who has some is there a great singer? Is there anybody on the team who has like an insane talent or is it is it you and your nine instruments? Steven. I would probably pick Steven. I think everybody would probably pick Steven as far as talents. Or the Rubik's cube. You have there's yeah, a lot out there lot. about you <laughs> that lot. you can do a Rubik's cube? Yeah. Uh, What's the trick? There's got to be a trick. I just practice it a lot because I'm an only child, so we fixate over things. Ah, uh, got so, it. Right? Yeah. And so um, I just got it one summer when I was young and then figured it out. Ever since then, I've just been trying to get it faster and faster and faster. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like there's, no, like there's got to be a better trick because I want to be able to do this and impress people without working that hard at figuring it out. So like, I don't want to put in a lot of time or work. I just want to know like the trick to figuring it out. Uh, it's, it's, That's how people become great at things, right? You don't put in the work. <laughs> For all the kids listening, just like find out the trick. Yep. That's not the message message we want to send on overtime. No, 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 no. no. Um, well, we are almost done. Promise you two, you can get out of here and get changed. Um, hashtag love better. Is that what people should use if they're supporting One Love Foundation as well? Is that what you guys, to your knowledge, is, know about that as well? The love better? Yeah. Okay, and we can, is the cleat situation, I don't actually know a lot about, is it cleats for a cause? My cause, What's my cleat. My cause, my cleat. Would you guys mind just talking a little bit about that? Because that's in a certain amount of weeks, right? Like you can do it within a window of time in the league? Yeah, I think it's between week 13 and 15. You pick a home game. And so ours will be uh, next week versus the Dolphins, I believe. Or whenever we play the Dolphins, that's when we're going to unveil our my cause, yeah. my cleats. And then uh, each person was asked about their cleats. 
and then um, the connection they have to the cause. And mm -hmm. it's just uh, another opportunity for guys to use their platform to bring awareness to countless causes out there. And then what's also interesting is that you get to learn um, during the My Cause, My Clean Time, other guys' passions and stuff like that off the field. So mm -hmm. it creates bonds that way. Well, thank you to Stephen Weatherly and thank you to Anthony Harris for joining me for overtime. I appreciate you guys coming right out of practice, being dedicated to overtime. You guys were awesome. And that's it for overtime. I know that music, that means we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, what you're hearing, Stephen, that means we're wrapping up. You're you're off the hook. You can go home and bake. <laughs> no, again, thank you guys for using your voices and your platforms to support the One Love Foundation because that is an extremely important cause and all of us in the community appreciate it. Um, that's it for Overtime, presented by Gustavus Adolphus College. I'm Carly Zucker, and make sure to tune in next week. Kirk takes the snap, looking right. He taps the ball. It's stealing! Touchdown! Back right in the end zone! The Vikings are back in prime time on Monday Night Football to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Catch all the play-by-play -play with Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, Greg Coleman, and Ben Lieber. Pre-game at 5, kickoff at 7.15. This is the radio home of the Minnesota Vikings. FM 100.3, The Fan.